Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. I've been out for about a week or two, actually for probably about two weeks. And so I'm excited to be back in here with you today to talk 49ers football. So what we're going to talk about today is the five greatest non-Super Bowl moments in 49ers history. So I wrote an article for 49ers Web Zone just a few weeks ago on this. I've changed it a little bit for today, and I'll, I'll go over that in a second. But essentially, these are my five greatest, not the five greatest, but my five greatest uh, moments in 49ers history. And so yours are probably going to be different. That's totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, no big deal. You're going to disagree with me on some, and you're going to agree with me on some others, and, and that's totally fine. So I have a few criteria for how I came up with this list. So here's here, here are those. So number one, um, I only selected on-the-field moments. So I could have picked, for example, when the 49ers hired Jim Harbaugh. I thought that that was a really great moment in 49ers history, and uh, for me at least, I, I thought it was. And so I could have included something like that, but I only wanted to include on-the-field moments. Number two, I only selected team moments. So I could have chosen something like when Jerry Rice broke the all-time touchdowns record on Monday Night Football in 1994. But again, I'm only doing team uh, moments. So number three is that I, I decided not to include Super Bowls because those are going to be the top five. And so if I have the top five moments in 49ers history, the Super Bowl wins are the top five. And so that uh, that would pretty much be it because we all know about those. So I didn't include those. And then number four, this is the controversial one. I only selected moments that I remember happening. So that means that I didn't select Dwight Clark's catch um, in the uh, 1981 NFC uh, championship game against the Cowboys. I realize it's the most iconic and most important play in 49ers history. And it's arguably the, the most iconic play in NFL history. So I realize that that play should be number one on every list, but I didn't include it in my list because I didn't see it happening. I was young and I, and so I don't remember the NFC championship game. And so that's why it didn't make my list. I know that's terrible, and you probably want to stop listening, but please don't because it's just my list. And so your list may have it, and that's totally fine. So let's get right into this. So number five on the list of greatest non-Super Bowl history uh, moments uh, for the 49ers is the finesse-ass 49ers on a frozen soldier field. So this took place on January 8th, 1989, at Soldier Field in Chicago against the Bears. Now, why does this belong here? For one thing, for one reason, the 1988 season was filled with controversy. It was filled with losing. The 49ers were six and five at one point. There's actually even a story about Bill Walsh meeting with his coaches and asking them essentially what's going on. What, what happened is that he was changing from Joe Montana to Steve Young and back to Montana. And like he, he just couldn't make up his mind who he wanted to be his quarterback. And so it was causing problems with the team and it was showing up on the field. And so in this meeting, allegedly Walsh asked his coaches what's going on. 
And I think it was Mike Holmgren spoke up and said, the problem is you. You won't decide on a quarterback. And so as the story goes, Walsh left the room and came back in in a, a little bit later and said, Joe Montana is our starting quarterback. And from that point on, they started to win. They finished the season 10-6, and six, made it to the NFC Championship, but the Bears were expected to win the game. They were the, the big rough and tumble Bears with that great defense just a few years removed from that 85 season. They were great in 84 when they sacked the quarterback like 72 times. They were great in 85 when they destroyed everybody. They were great in 86. That Bears defense was great for most of the 80s, and 1988 was no different. And so the wind chill that day was negative 26, and the 49ers were considered by, by the media to be too finesse to go into Chicago and beat the great, tough Bears. But the 49ers ended up winning that game 28-3. to Joe Montana threw for 288 yards. He had three touchdown passes. Two went to Jerry Rice, and this was against one of the NFL's great defenses. And so this is the game that after it was over, Keena Turner finally, or he said after the game, whoever would have thought it, on the coldest day in January, the finesse-ass 49ers will come into the backyard of the Bears and kick ass. So that was a, a really great moment. The 49ers ended up going on to the Super Bowl. They played the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for the second time and won their third Super Bowl. So that's number five on my list. Number four was the largest comeback in playoffs history. Uh, this, this was the... Uh, the game against the New York Giants on January 5th, 2003. That was actually my birthday. Not my, not my date of birth, but my birthday was, was that day, January the 5th. The 49ers have played two playoff games in my lifetime on my birthday, and they've won both times. So you are welcome for that. But in this game, when I wrote the article, in this spot, number four, I had the game where Colin Kaepernick ran all over the Packers uh, in, the, uh, in the playoffs. That was a great game, but somebody pointed out to me on Twitter that I left out the second largest comeback in playoff history, and so they were right. So I decided for this show I was going to put this in instead of the Kaepernick game, but uh, just know that that one was in there. So why does this belong in here? Well, the 49ers were down 38-14 to 14 at one point. There were about four minutes left in the third quarter. They were just getting killed. They couldn't stop the Giants defense or the Giants offense for anything. I think the quarterback was Kerry Collins. I think that was the Giants quarterback. And they had uh, like a Monty Toomer. I think he was one of the receivers. I don't, I don't remember exactly who all was playing for the Giants that day, but they were just killing the 49ers. But then the 49ers scored 25 unanswered points to win the game. Garcia, Jeff Garcia threw for 331 yards. He had three touchdown passes. He also rushed for 60 yards and had a touchdown. He was great down the stretch. Terrell Owens had nine catches for 177 yards and two touchdowns. So what an unbelievable game. I just remember being sad that on my birthday, the 49ers are getting killed. And the next thing you know, I mean, four minutes left in the third quarter and they're down 38 to 14. That's 14 point or 24 points that they were down. And 
in that time, 15 minutes in the fourth quarter, and then the four minutes in the uh, third quarter. So what is that, 19 minutes or so? They came back and won that game. Just incredible, incredible uh, game. So number three is Owens, Owens, Owens. You, you know the game. You know the call from Joe Starkey. This is the NFC wildcard playoff game against the Green Bay Packers on January 3rd, 1999 from the, uh, the uh, 1998 season. Uh, belongs on here because the 49ers have been knocked out of the playoffs by the Packers three straight seasons. That happened in 95, 96, 97. And ultimately, I think that those those first two playoff losses to Green Bay, I think ultimately cost George Seifert his job. And so this, this was big because in 97, the 49ers, I think, had home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Uh, this, that was Steve Mariucci's first season. I think that they played that NFC Championship game in San Francisco, if I remember right. And so here we are back at Candlestick and uh, in, in, in 1998, which was actually January of 1999. And so are the 49ers going to be able to beat the Packers? They've lost three straight postseason games. And not only that, but they couldn't beat them in the regular season either. They never had an answer from Mike Holmgren and Brett Favre and didn't they couldn't do much against the defense. Uh, remember, Reggie White was on that defense, and those guys were so good. So the Packers took a 27-23 to 23 lead with about two minutes left in the game, and the clock was ticking down. Steve Young drove the team deep into Packers territory, and then with only seconds left, he you remember, you, you've seen the play a million times. Young's dropping back. He slips, but somehow regains his footing. If he doesn't, then I don't know that they're able to stop the clock and, and win that game because there, there weren't very many seconds left on the clock. So if he slips and falls and, and the Packers touch him and, and he's down for a sack, probably they lose that game. And so somehow he regains his footing, threads the needle, beautiful throw, and Terrell Owens made an incredible catch. If you remember right, he had dropped everything. Every ball that was thrown to him that day, he had dropped. But he made the biggest catch of the game, and really it was his toughest catch too. I still don't know how he held onto that ball. He was hit by two or three guys at the same time. Just an incredible throw, incredible catch. Uh, an incredible finish. I remember John Madden, who was calling the game on Fox with Pat Summerall, said said this, Terrell Owens was having a rotten day, but on one play here, does he make up for it? And he did. I, st- I remember he dropped a pass in the end zone where where after he dropped it, he was looking up at the sun like you know, like I couldn't see. And, and so he just <laughs> had not had a good game, but he came through when the team needed him the most. And so that was, that was pretty exciting. Great to finally beat Favre. Um, we won't mention the, the play a few plays before that, when Jerry Rice uh, supposedly fumbled um, if there had been instant replay then, uh, cause there wasn't at that time. And if there had been, then uh, it likely would have been called a fumble and the 49ers would have lost, but we're not going to mention that. So there aren't Packers fans watching this anyway. So number two on my list is Steve Young finally beats the Cowboys. 
This was the NFC Championship game against the Dallas Cowboys in uh, it was January 5th, 1995. Um, but it was from the 1994 season, the last season that the 49ers won the Super Bowl. Now, why does this belong here? It belongs because the Cowboys have beaten the 49ers three out of the last four matchups, including the previous two NFC Championship games. Now, when a team knocks you out of the playoffs two years in a row, you learn to hate them. And the 49ers and 49ers fans, we've always hated the Cowboys. We hated the Packers when they were doing it. We hate the Seahawks now just because they're obnoxious and we don't like them. But but we really hated the Cowboys back in that time. And, and it didn't help when, when the Cowboys won after the game, Jimmy Johnson, uh, this was after the the 92 NFC championship game when the 49ers were the better team. And even Jimmy Johnson admitted that the 49ers were the better team, but just not on that day. And after that game, this was the up and coming Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson gave his, how about them Cowboys speech, which is so obnoxious and it's annoying even to this day, but uh, he made that declaration. And so that, the, and then the, the next season, he guaranteed the Cowboys would beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, which they did. And so that was annoying. So it was great to finally beat those guys. The only regret is that Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones, following that second Super Bowl, had been at odds, and Jimmy Johnson was no longer the coach, and they hired Barry Switzer. And so the 49ers beat Barry Switzer's Cowboys in 94. My only regret is that I wish that Jimmy Johnson would have still been there so they could have beaten him too. Now, maybe they don't beat Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys because that guy was a great coach in Dallas, but I, I think that they would have. I think they still would have won that, and it would have been sweet to beat him and, and to be able to say, how about them, Cowboys? But that didn't happen. So this, uh, the, but but Steve Young finally beating the Cowboys was such a great moment. I remember after the uh, NFC Championship game in '93 when they lost the second time to the Cowboys, and Carmen Policy tells a story about how Eddie DeBartolo on the on the elevator uh, going down after the game made sure that that uh, Carmen Policy understood this will not happen again, and so. I think that was a threat, and I think he was threatening Policy's job and Seifert's job and all of them uh, that they better get this right, and they did. They brought in guys like Richard Dent and uh, Deion Sanders and Ken Norton Jr. and Gary Plummer and guys like that, which really changed that defense And because that was the biggest problem was the defense. And so they uh Ricky Jackson that was another one so they they really did a great job of retooling the team specifically to beat the Cowboys and they did it uh in uh, in 94 so that's my second uh greatest moment uh on my list so the the one that i put at number 1 are you ready for this is can you feel candlestick now do you remember what that's from, or am I going to have to tell you? I'm going to tell you anyway, but but uh, just curious if you actually remember where that quote came from. It came from the NFC Divisional Playoff game against the New Orleans Saints on January 14th, 2012. This was Jim Harbaugh's first year. They, The 49ers were hosting the New Orleans Saints. 
It was their first season back in the playoffs since like, I, I think it was that 2003 um, off or uh January of 2003, after the 49ers beat the Giants, then they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 2002 NFC. Well, I don't think that was the NFC Championship game. Maybe it was. I can't remember. But uh, I don't. I don't think it was. I think that was a divisional playoff game. But but maybe I'm wrong. And so they lost to that game, and they disappeared from the playoffs. That was when Steve Mariucci got fired, and in came Mike Nolan and Mike Singletary. And, uh, and it was just some disastrous years. Uh, well, there was Dennis Erickson before that, which he was a more, more of a disaster than, than Mike Nolan was. And so they had been out of the playoffs for several years and now they're finally back. Why does this belong? It's one of the most iconic and epic playoff games in NFL history. There were four lead changes in the final four minutes. It was a big win for Alex Smith. He had taken a beating as the 49ers quarterback since he had been drafted in 2005. There were some terrible teams, and he was often the blame, and, and sometimes he was the, the cause. But uh, he, had been, he had been through a lot in San Francisco, so this was a big win, really huge for Alex. So the Saints took a 24-23 lead on a 44-yard touchdown pass from Drew Brees to Darren Sproles. Uh, this was late in the game uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, then Alex Smith responded by leading the team down and then scoring. You remember the student body left play where, where Alex ran around the left side, 28-yard touchdown run, candlesticks going crazy, but they left the Saints too much time. And Drew Brees hit uh, hit uh, Graham for the tight end for uh, Jimmy Graham for a 66 yard touchdown. I mean, there were remember there were multiple missed tackles on this play, um, or, or or maybe they I, I I don't remember who it was. Maybe one of the safeties and Patrick Willis had had gone for the ball or and missed it or something, and Jimmy Graham caught it, went down and scored. But then one of the greatest drives in 49ers history took place. So, you know, you have the, the drive from the catch. You have the drive from Super Bowl 23. That was the John Candy drive. And, uh, and, and then you have this one. And this one stacks right up against all of them, man. This was such a great drive. Alex Smith hit Vernon Davis uh, for a 47-yard uh, catch and run that uh, got the team within striking distance. Vernon Davis had seven catches for 180 yards that day. He was he was incredible. And so it's interesting, you know, do you take Vernon Davis over uh, George Kittle? You know, a lot of fans are going to take Kittle. Man, I, I think Kittle, I, I just don't know that Kittle was ever quite the weapon that Vernon Davis was. Uh, definitely for the, the maybe the shorter yardage things, you know, you remember that Saints game where he carried defenders and got them into field goal range. But uh, man, Vernon Davis uh, was such a weapon and he could score from anywhere on the field. The guy was so fast. So on third and four, from the 14 yard line with 14 seconds left, Alex Smith hit, hit Smith hit Vernon Davis for the winner right at the goal line, the Vernon post right at the goal line, 
Vernon falls into the end zone. The 49ers win. Great catch, great throw, uh, just like the T.O. and Steve Young. I don't know how Vernon Davis held on to that ball because sometimes he would ha have a tendency to drop easy passes, but that day he he came through and uh, with a, just an unbelievable game, but a great way to finish that game. Ted Robinson, who was calling the play, said, can you feel candlestick? Because it was truly rocking that day. So were you at that game? Were you at any of these games, any of these moments? What's your favorite moments uh, in 49ers history? Jump into the comment section and let me know. I'd love to hear what uh, what you have to say. That's all I have for today. Check back in uh, two or three days. I'm going to have the the opposite of this. I'm going to be doing the six uh, worst non-Super Bowl moments in 49ers history. So uh, you check back for that because that one's going to be pretty interesting as well. Have a great day.